0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of upstate unconventional i'm your host nico thank you for tuning in if you guys have had a paranormal or spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show uh don't hesitate email me at upstate unconventional or at gmail.com or uh, find me on instagram at upstate_unconventional unconventional and uh, send me a message and we'll get you on the show and feel free to come on anonymously if that's something that you you know you're not comfortable using your name or you know whatever i get it uh just send me a message and uh we'll get you on Uh, With that being said, uh, today is Saturday. It's been a minute since I put out a new podcast. You know, this time of year is always busy with the holidays and family and, you know, a million things go on at the same time. So I finally had some time this afternoon to uh, edit some episodes. I got a few coming out pretty consecutively. I'm just going to release them all, you know, one day at a time. But uh, yeah, today I got in the mail... New book from my buddy, Conspiracy Kyle. He uh, just released a book called Intergalactic Totalitarianism, and it's got a forward by Charlie Robinson. So shout out to Conspiracy Kyle. Uh, Go check out his new book. It's available on Kindle and on Amazon paperback. That's what I got. I don't like Kindle. I I have to have a book in my hand to read. But uh, check out his stuff and uh, check out his podcast, Conspiracy in the Forest. It's a great show. Um, Yeah, can't wait to read this one and uh moving forward from that uh with today's episode tonight's episode whatever you want to say uh we've got rapper and um poet nosi now nosi reached out to me probably back in like september i think but we finally were able to schedule something a few uh about a week ago and uh we caught him on the show and he's got some cool paranormal experiences we talk about you know spoken word writing poetry things like that all stuff that was up my alley i I might even if you stick around to the end you might hear me recite a poem i wrote way back in the day but uh it's a really fun episode and uh we kind of it's a kind of a personal episode too um we dive a little bit into uh addiction and recovery and you know he tells his story how he kind of turned his life around and how writing was a big part of that and You know it's really inspiring and you know i've talked about it too before i'm you know i've been sober now for over five years but uh i quit drinking back in 2016 and you know it's addiction's real and it it can ruin your life and on a very serious note in in all seriousness if, if anyone's out there struggling and you need someone to reach out to feel free to message me and uh sometimes it just helps to talk to someone to you know change your mindset and that's 90 percent of the battle is just wanting to quit if you want to quit uh you can do it through willpower you just have to want it and really want it and uh yeah but if you are struggling reach out to someone and you can reach out to me if you if you have no one else to reach out to and i mean that from the bottom of my heart um but yeah it's a fun episode today nosy has got some uh Cool paranormal experiences. Uh, You know, his grandfather was in the CIA. And, uh, yeah, worked on some stuff at Area 51, which is kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It was a fun one. And we'll see you on the next show. Enjoy. Real quick, guys, I forgot to mention, if you're interested in following nosi and listening to his stuff he's on spotify just type in nosi k-n-o-w-s-e-e he's got a youtube page uh same nosi k-n-o-s-e-e and he's on instagram at underscore nosi so go check him out give him a follow and uh yeah he's got some great stuff out there especially his uh and when you go on his youtube page he's got a, a hidden playlist When you click on his playlist called uh, Poetry Collection, there's some really good stuff there, some conspiracy stuff there. And uh, yeah, go check out his stuff and show him some love. All right. Enjoy the episode, guys.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. And tonight I have a very special guest. I have rapper and poet Nosy. Now, Nosy reached out to me after my uh, episode I did with uh, Tarrant Firestride and she was just like hey brother really love the show like everything you guys are doing you know just really enjoyed it and he was one of the first um people that I like isn't in my like little circle to like listen and reach out to me so it was just really cool and yeah after hearing his story I was like I gotta get this guy on the show so Chris oh sorry Nosy how you doing tonight
2: (laughs) oh you're good bro yeah no it's Chris but yeah the, the artist handles Nosy I'm good man how are you
1: doing great man and uh just wanted to say thank you for coming on and you know I really like the work you're doing you know I look forward to seeing your 1 minute raps every week and you know when we were going to set this up a couple of weeks ago I um was scrolling through your YouTube page and looking through your playlists and stuff and uh there's like a hidden playlist when you click more and it's a poetry collection and I was like oh damn and that's, that's right yes, up my alley. That's right up my alley, man. I was an English teacher. Uh, I went to school for any uh, English. I got into like the slam poetry stuff back then. And uh, you're, st- and the reason I I'm not like a big rap guy either. So the reason I love your stuff is because it's spoken word with a beat behind it. You know? 100%. And Hell it's,
2: yeah, bro. it's I love not, that you are saying this.
1: Yeah, dude. And it just, you're an artist, man, and you can tell you take some serious time. You really write. One of the f- favorite lines I heard was from a poem you called uh, I Believe, and you said, I neglected the fear, took a second steer in the right direction. The first wasn't wrong, though. It was a learning curve. I took the nerve to learn I was wrong, so I turned it around.
2: Hell Yeah. Dude, that's so, so dope, bro. I can't believe you're, you're listening, though. That's, oh man, you just made my day. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff, man. And uh, yeah, and you have an amazing story, Um, something, a topic that's very near and dear to my heart, addiction, um, sobriety, stuff I never really planned on getting into on this show. But once I was talking to the Mad Hatter, it just kind of came out of me. And uh, yeah, if you're comfortable, man, I'd love to hear your story and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do.
2: 100% man thank you so much yeah I'm, I'm flattered bro thank you for everything you just said and yeah it's funny I know what you mean like you you know you do the paranormal show and more on the spiritual side of things with with paranormal stuff and everything but the addiction stuff in my opinion it kind of does all connect and shit because it seems like a lot of people that struggled with those things in their past or live that type of life they tend to just I don't know be more tapped in or in tune with those things you know what I mean more so and it just I don't know it seems to all mesh together in my head in a way even though they're separate you know what I mean no but But it's uh, it's
1: it's true dude because you know a lot of people think demons are like you know monsters from hell that are going to come out and grab you but 90 percent of the demons I've ever dealt with are all internal you know
2: right right and
1: those those substances you know we, we had different substance abuse problems, but it's the same demon, you know?
2: 100%, bro. Yeah, and uh, just real quick to touch on that. Thank you for what you said about the poems and stuff too. That's so awesome. You know, with the uh, the one minute rap. So I'll just tell you right now, I've actually, I've been planning on just doing it for a, a year. So I'm almost to 52 weeks. You know, I want to do it every day for a year straight, but then I'm actually going to tap back into the spoken word poetry stuff because that's that's my bread and butter, man. That's where my heart is. Like, I love the hip hop stuff. I mean, I love all of it, but yeah, that's so cool that you went and listened to those because I'm going to tap back more into, you know, writing about the paranormal stuff. And I just, I don't know, I can really open up more on the the spoken word side of things. You know what I mean? Because you can just let it flow, like without any structure, in a sense, it's just kind of unorthodox all over the place, but I love it. Yeah, dude. And
1: it's good stuff. And like I said, it's... it's just near and dear to my heart so when i started listening to some of it I'm, I'm picking up on your conspiratorial mindset you had uh some of my favorites were you know welcome to corona uh yeah it ain't that black and white one nation under pharma and then you had another one that was i've been watching ancient aliens and it's just so we're kind of on the same <laughs> wavelength with some stuff so very very cool but For um sure.
2: Hell yeah oh Hell yeah
1: but yeah dude yeah, so
2: so, anyways, yeah. If you want me to, so share a little about, bit about myself. So, I'm from Vancouver. My name's Chris. Uh, I've been a union worker for the past several years. Uh, well, I've been a union worker since I was in high school, but I just switched to carpentry since I got clean in the last four years. Been clean for four years, um, and yeah, music's been a big part of my recovery and everything. But uh, I've definitely always been a big believer in the other side in the spiritual world and uh have had a lot of experiences proving that in my opinion you know what i mean you'll have to excuse my sorry i sound so plugged up bro i actually i have covid right now dude dude i gotta that crazy?
1: yeah how do you feel I, I'm,
2: I'm, I, I, dude i'm fine i mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm plugged up like i usually don't sound like this you know what i mean my nose is totally stuffed and you got a little body body aches and stuff but uh yeah, I just had to take like the two weeks off work. So that sucks. But other than that, man, like shit, like I have energy and stuff. Like I I could go to, if it wasn't COVID, I could go to, I could push through work if I had to, you know? Right. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, man. Well, you'll be fine. I know you will, but, um, oh yeah.
2: So, yeah. I'm not even worried about it. Yeah.
1: And, um, so I was going to ask when, when was your first, uh, kind of paranormal experience
2: shit the first paranormal experience honestly the first one that I can remember was uh probably in like fifth grade dude like I don't know what it was man um I think it was shortly after my great-grandfather died so maybe that was part of the reason but my mom has always felt spirits follow her because my mom's uh my mom's father wasn't her biological father but her father that raised her at that point you know and was considered her father Mm -hmm. she was like nine years old and uh he shot himself in the head in the in the house they lived in and so ever since then she felt like his spirit Steve's spirit just followed followed us everywhere and stuff but when i was in fifth grade i remember this certain house we moved into i started seeing like dude it was so weird like we never had a cat but I started like seeing cats everywhere. Like I would see like a cat, like we just had my little brother too. So he was like, we like put him to bed in the crib and shit. And there would be like, I would see a cat like run into his room. It was hella weird. And like, but it wasn't really, we didn't have a cat. I knew there wasn't a cat in there. You know what I mean? So that was super odd. And then there was a wooden rocking chair in there too, by his crib that my mom would rock him to sleep in. And I remember one morning cause she was, she was a single mom. So it was just me her and my little brother. And one day uh, she woke me up super scared. She was like, Christopher, come in here. And that wooden rocking chair, like it was pretty much done at that point. But she woke me up in like a frantic state because she said it was like rocking super hard back and forth. I didn't really see it. You know what I mean? I caught the very end of it, but I was like, she was super spooked though. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, she was a single mom. So I was in like, what was it? Like I was in middle school, like seventh or eighth grade at that point. So I was watching my little brother as soon as I got out of school and she would go work and I would put him to bed and then like I would be in the living room watching TV and I would just hear like I had a really creaky box spring, you know what I mean, to where you could hear someone get off and on the bed Mm -hmm. and I would just hear like somebody getting off and on my bed. It's like, what the hell? Like he was in his crib sleeping, you know what I mean? It would just give me chills. I'm like, dude, what the hell is that? So anyways, those are just, but you know what I mean? Those are things that you hear and you you know are happening, but you're like, oh, is it just me tripping or am I watching too many scary movies? You know what I mean? I'm in middle school, so I'm watching a bunch of horror movies and you know, like, no, you just can freak yourself out. So dude, what really tripped me out though was uh, my buddies all spent the night one night. We're all sitting in my living room. We're sitting on the couch we're watching tv and we have a big tv in the living room and you know when there's like that just brief second in between commercials where it's like Mm -hmm. it fades to black so you could so like so it was just like some random commercials were on and it faded to black for that split second and i was sitting next to my buddy julian so we're on my big ass couch and so when it faded in between commercials i could just see our reflections for a split second and in between me and julian there was like this kid sitting there bro and he had like he had like like a tuxedo on with like slick to the side hair and just sitting there just like so proper and just staring like just deadpan straight ahead like I don't know how to explain it was the scariest shit ever dude like and I just saw it within that that split second of in between the you know where I could see the reflection I was like you know and I like I don't know I, I made like the most panicked like scared scream and uh I remember I went and told my mom and shit. she thought I was, she was like, oh, my God, you're, you know, you're tripping or whatever. But I think dude, she I got believed goosebumps. Me later. <laughs> it was crazy, though. I think she believed me later because, you know, it's like I was spooked, dude. Like I wasn't trying to like just like get attention or nothing. Like I was genuinely scared. I mean, that shit was super weird. Uh Yeah, man, I had that happen
1: last year, right around this time, maybe it was closer to January. I put my son to bed. He was three years old at the time, got him in bed. And like, if you're standing in our bathroom, we have like this big mirror. And I can, if I'm looking in the mirror, I can see his door. Now I shut the door, closed everything. He was in bed, sound asleep. I'm brushing my teeth. And I'm, I see the door open up and I'm like, oh, you know, damn it. He's coming out again. Like he got up and I saw this little black shadow walking out. And then I was like, i said his name i was like come on man let's go back to bed and i turned and i looked nothing was there dude <laughs> i ran into the room he sound asleep i was like ah come on
2: no oh yeah that's super creepy hell no oh man and that's the thing you know what's? It, i mean it gives you chills but at the same well don't get me wrong i know there's like dark energy and, and very negative your <laughs> energy and like the spiritual realm of things but uh at the same time like like the kid I saw like for all I know it could like I I have this like theory on it that like you know heaven and hell like hell's not like a fiery pit below our feet like I feel like hell could be you know like souls trapped in limbo like you know like a disturbed like like you didn't leave on the terms that you were supposed to or whatever so you're just like a disgruntled spirit like stuck here you know what I mean? Like reaching out or, or like, that's your fucking sentence. Like that, that would be hell to me. Like, can you imagine being a soul like trapped here and like trying to reach out and communicate with people, but no one can fuck with you. Like, dude, that shit would be awful. Like, and it's like, is that hell? Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, dude. And I always, I had my wife's friend does like Reiki healing and stuff. And she explained to me, it's like people that don't go into the light you know, they don't know they're dead. So they're just kind of on this loop, you know, they're just kind of stuck. So that kid could have just not known he died and he's just like sitting there waiting for his parents or whatever. And to him, it might be like five minutes. Who knows, man, it can go with time is weird.
2: (laughs) So weird. Okay, bro. So that's, so that's just like the start of it. So shit would happen. So my, my mom and I, like I said, single mom. So we moved like freaking every year if not every two years you know what I mean Mm -hmm. moved all the time through school and shit and and we always had just like you know those weird things happen through the house just those pretty common paranormal type of type of deals and my mom's always felt that spirit too And my mom's always like I said she's just believed it's her her dad Steve that's just followed with her and stuff Mm -hmm. um so anyways dude but what was scary so Me and my wife, we own a house now. She bought this house in 2012, and that's when I was still using. So I was using at the time. I was actually out running and gunning on the streets, doing my thing, doing heroin and all that. And she got the keys to this place, moved in by herself at first, you know. I would come here and there and visit, but I wasn't like living here at the time, you know. We have a really weird relationship like that. Like it lasted this whole time, but you know, there was like month periods where I was just out and about. So you guys married then? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that was like, yeah, that was this when she bought the yeah, 2012. So quite a while ago. But when she and that's the house I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. So when she first moved in here though, she got it with her her best friend, Brittany. And that was her roommate at the time. So they moved in and uh you know, the first few months they kept hearing like those little creaks and stuff, and she'd be in her room and she'd hear footsteps walking down the hallway when no one else was there but her. And she would so it, it would creep her out and uh they started making they made a joke about it they're like oh we'll just call him lyle you know what i mean so they would be having wine and stuff and they would like hear like a creak down the hall and be like oh never mind. it's just lyle no big deal it's just lyle and uh then she was telling my the neighbor about it and the neighbor was like oh yeah you didn't know a guy died there so like the guy that first lived in this house like 20 years ago I, I don't know exactly here, year, but uh, he died in this house. He died in the bathroom. So we were like, oh, shoot, okay. That makes sense. That's weird. So anyways, so during this whole time, my wife starts having these reoccurring dreams at this house. So uh, her dreams every night is like she's waking up in the bedroom and she's like on the bed and the bed shaking uncontrollably and she just can't get off of it. And then she wakes up. So that's like, she just keeps having that reoccurring dream. In the meantime, like I said, it's within the first few months of her moving in, her girlfriends are coming over, like, you know, they're having, like, girls' night drinking wine and shit, like, you know, hearing those weird little, like, a cupboard will open and shut on its own, you know what I mean? And they're just, like, creepy shit, but they're just, like, making fun of it. Oh, it's just Lyle, whatever. So she'd been having these reoccurring dreams in the same period of time. The bed's shaking. She can't get off it. She wakes up. So then one night, dude, she had that same dream. Um. You know and it's a suit and like i said my girl never got into drugs or nothing she has wine on occasion like super good girl has a good head on her shoulders so like her mindset is in a you know a good place so and she said all these dreams were so lucid like as if they're really happening so this one she woke up again in her dream she woke up the bed shaking uncontrollably but she's able to get off the bed she goes across the hallway into Brittany's room that's the girl the roommate that's living with her at the time and she's trying to wake up Brittany to tell her she's like shaking her uncontrollably to wake her up. Brittany's out like a rock. She can't wake up at all. She's like, Brittany, Brittany. She can't wake up. And then she like feels the hairs on her neck stand up and she looks over her shoulder and she looks across the hall into our doorway because our room's right across the hall. She looks in the frame of our doorway and there's a man standing there and he looks at her and he says, my name's not Lyle, my name's Robert. And he walks down the hall, bro. And like, And she said in her dream, she wasn't even like scared. She was just more curious. You know what I mean? She was Mm -hmm. like, who is this guy? So like she walked down the hall and followed him. And the second our hallway opened up into the dining room, he was gone. And he was gone, but there was a glass of ice water on the counter. She was like, what the hell? And then that was the end of the dream. She woke up and she was like, holy shit. You know, like like I said, it felt all real and stuff. She went, Brittany was already gone for work. She was like, God, that was so crazy. Whatever. So she went to the counter and seen a freaking glass of ice water on the oh, counter bro. like with the condensation around the bottom you know so like as if it was a glass of ice water like hours before but it had melted and, and like you know the condensation ring was around the bottom it was like almost to the brim overflowing like so it's yeah. like what the hell was that a dream like that weird, sounds dude. yeah
1: that sounds like some type of astral projection like she was in in between dimensions or something dude that's that's bro. freaking wild <laughs>
2: so weird and the craziest thing about that too like i've known this house you know has that history and stuff with that guy honestly i don't know why we haven't looked at public records and found out if his name really was robert because that would be a trip you know it's like it's mm-hmm. like the spirit was offended you were you were mocking his name calling him lyle right it's like he straight up went to you in your dream and said my name's not lyle it's robert
1: that's crazy right. dude yeah you guys got to definitely look that up that's that's insane
2: dude but the crazy thing is too, like even, you know, when I would come here and stay here, when I was using, I always, this is the weirdest thing to me. Cause I was living on the streets at the time, you know, I was staying in really like run down bad places, walking around at 4am, you know, in really ghetto parts of town. And, you know, I had no fear of anything like that, that I was doing, but when I would come here for some reason, dude, like it was like something in the air. Like I had like the hairs, like something was right over my shoulder. It was like I wasn't, it it, it wasn't approving of me. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like that to this day, dude. Like this sounds so weird, but like when I would stay the night, I couldn't even sleep with the fucking lights off. I was so creeped out at this house, bro. Like I couldn't even walk around in the dark. I felt like someone was right on my shoulder, about to fucking scare me. And it's yeah. like, damn, like but I could walk around anywhere else. And, you know, be fearless because I'm on drugs. You know, I'm all loaded mm-hmm. on dope. But yeah, I swear it's because those spirits were like, you're not welcome like that here. Maybe like, maybe it was being protective of her. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude.
1: That's, that's wild. And do you still feel that way to this day or?
2: No, like that's what I mean. Like now, yeah. cause I'm in the right state of mind and doing right. everything. Good, so, like, I've never felt any unwelcoming feeling and I'm in the same place You what know, in the same house.
0: Yeah, yeah dude. Trip. And,
1: and that's, I've, I've often wondered that because a lot of my paranormal experiences, I had a lot of sleep paralysis and stuff like that. And I noticed, like I had it when I was younger, but when I was in college is when it like really ramped up, you know, when I was having like crazy kind of like out of body experiences with it and alcohol, alcohol always played a role in that. And I always wonder, you know, do these drugs kind of bring that in that, you know, why they call them spirits and stuff like that. Like, i don't know what are your thoughts on that
2: oh like if alcohol it could bring in spirits
1: yeah or just drugs like in general i don't think i think hallucinogens can i've never messed with hallucinogenics or anything like that
2: but dude 100 percent, i believe that bro because i've had well and not that i've brought them in in the right ways but so i've been super fucked up before drunk like with the spins like probably on the verge of alcohol poisoning where i'm puking and shit and uh and the same with like one time i smoked spice and this happened too but to where i feel like my whole world's ending And you know i'm like moaning like all scared like everything's spinning around at the same time though like in my subconscious it's like i feel like there, dude th- this is the weirdest thing i've never done dmt or anything but that's how what made me realize the spiritual world is so so real too because i've heard people talk about entities bro i've had like these times like on alcohol or when I was too fucked up on spice or whatever to where I literally pictured these people around me and it happened every time on on different substances but it was when I was to the point of like terrified because I was like am I gonna die you know is this it or whatever and then it's like it's like these people are around me and it's like they're not saying anything but I'm looking at and it's like it's like I said it's people but I can't tell you what they look like it's just entities bro that's all I can explain it as it's entities like this one time I swear it was like women in colonial dresses that's what it looked like to me like women in old time colonial dresses and like I was about to just fall out completely I swear I was like doing a lot of dope at the time and I was super high on meth and uh, I took a fucking a bong hit a spice or weed. I don't even remember what it was but I was just about to like go unconscious I felt like and I swear it was like there was a circle of women around me telling me it was gonna be okay like I was just about to go unconscious and they weren't saying it though like they had no their mouths weren't moving they were just right. there you know what I mean but it's like I felt their vibe of like it's fine like you're gonna be all right you know what I mean it was this trippiest shit bro I can't explain it but like and it's happened to me too like I said yeah when I was like over-the-top drunk, like, scared I was gonna die of alcohol alcohol poisoning, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, and I totally believe that. It's, like, you know, we're three-dimensional beings, bro. I, like, I don't know what realm they're in, or if they're in all the realms, or what, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I do feel like that, like, not saying that it's good to get fucked up.
1: But it brings you to that point, you know what I mean? Like, you've experienced that, because I've had similar stuff like with me i've had experiences where i'm in like a conference room and there's just like i would just say like they look like generic politicians you know what i mean like i can't tell you their faces they're just in suits and they're like trying to get me to sign a contract or something like that and it just
2: it's like judgment day shit that's the thing though it's like you know there's got to be a pure route to, to to be in front of that board of spirits though you know what i mean like Because for me, it's happened in those times. And I know there is like, that's where meditation and shit comes in. You know what I mean? That's where I want to start getting way more tapped in with that type of shit. And like, you just mentioned astral projection, dude, like that shit is so intriguing to me because it's like, literally, if you invest the time, you can do it. Like we're all capable of it. It's insane.
1: Right. And that's the thing. Like with me, it's always been like accidental, you know, it's like, I'm at that point of exhaustion and then i just lay down and it's just you just feel yourself take off and whoop, you're out of your body and there's oh have you you've astral projected yeah dude and it's but the problem is as soon as like i realize what i'm doing i wake up you know <laughs> i had like a really really trippy experience with my dog one time it was like i was sitting on the cat have you heard this story before i don't think so okay so i was
2: we are oh, wait once you start seeing it you might have said it with Jeff I don't know
1: but I I don't think I said it on that episode but it's just so weird I was sitting on the couch my wife was like sleeping on my lap my son was sleeping on the other couch across the way and my dog was sleeping on the floor and I just started zoning out and I was like I pictured myself sitting in the back seat of a car and I'm like looking out this back window and as I'm looking through the window I'm seeing different scenes and stuff like that it's like I'm looking, okay, there's a forest, there's a park, there's a city, whatever. And then, like, the third or fourth one is my dog sitting there in a grass field. And he's sound asleep on the floor in the real world. And I see him and I make eye contact with my dog through this like window thing. And he looks up and dude, he woke up in real life. It like picked his head up and I heard his like chains jingling and stuff. Oh, bro, that's a trip. And dude, it scared the shit out of me. And then I was like, okay, that was freaking weird. And then I I don't know what happened. I I went back into that place again, and it happened again. A couple different scenes. And then I saw him. He was sitting on a patio, but I have no clue whose patio this was. And same thing. I I look over at him. We make eye contact, and he popped up again. And I was like, I'm done. I got up.
2: (laughs) Snap. Bro, swear to God, that's what it's. I don't know. I'm just pitching Rick and Morty right now. Like you're just like fucking flying through like layers of different realities. Like
1: I have no idea, dude. And the weirdest thing is, so I checked my phone like before I kind of dozed off, it was like 10 o'clock. Right. And. I would have said maybe 10 minutes I was sitting there when I looked at it again, it was like 1245. So like two, almost three hours had passed. And I have no like recollection of what the hell happened. Now I could have fell asleep. It could have just been a wild, vivid dream. Who knows? But the shit was weird. And he woke up when I made eye contact with him.
2: Dude, yeah, that is that is crazy.
1: Yeah, but shit's. I don't know, man. It's just so I've had these weird experiences like that, and yeah. um, But I, I noticed for sure, like when I was in from like the end of college till. Um, I got sober in 2016. It actually, like all those like weird sleep paralysis things, kind of stopped when I met my wife. And I met my wife. She got pregnant pretty quick. You know, it it was it was intentional. But a lot of people, you know, want to say it wasn't. You know, oh, it was a mistake. When you fall in love, we were just like, we want to have a kid, and it happened. Yeah. But um, I got sober in October of 2016, and a lot of shit pretty much vanished you know all this like weird paranormal stuff and uh yeah I guess that might be a good little segue into your uh your story
2: yeah dude for sure um yeah um are you talking about as far as just like my recovery
1: yeah so again you know I don't want to sound rude or anything but like how and you feel as comfortable as you want talking about it if you don't want to talk about it it's fine but like kind of how did you get into drugs and stuff like what
2: oh man dude it all just shit it's Mm -hmm. a pretty cliche story dude honestly I mean it's typical uh early 2000s freaking everybody I was around started you know dabbling with oxys you know doing Mm. dirty lines and shit that's how it started my buddy uh like knew some lady that he had a he was buying a script from me at oc 30s and so i mean on the weekends we were just meet up we'd get coke and a couple oxies and you know drink and shit and it was just like it wasn't like the priority of what we we're doing it's like we would do a couple lines on the side of like drinking and shit you know what i mean And then that mm-hmm. shit just slowly consumes you it's it's crazy man uh yeah I don't even know it happened so fast it was like a few months of just like doing it like lions like socially you know with everyone drinking and then all of a sudden you start smoking them and then uh yeah it was just it, it was crazy man I remember starting to smoke them with my friends and it's like okay I'll smoke them but if you ever shoot them in front of me fuck you I'll beat your ass you know what I mean and then all of a sudden somebody has a needle, and they're like, dude, it's cheaper, and it gets you higher, and you just, I don't know, your mind slowly just, like, allows it, it's insane. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because you mentioned in one of the uh, poems, I don't remember the exact one, and you said, like, you know, you chase the high and everything, and your mind plays tricks on you to forget the sick, and it's like that's the same with me with like alcohol like I would get sick as hell and I, I actually found out this year I have a gluten allergy so like if when I was drinking beer I was like extra sick from all the wheat and stuff in there and it's like you're you I don't know how to explain it but when you're addicted man you just are able to block that out and just chase it you know and yeah it's just I'm just so fascinated with people that are able to pull themselves out of it so I know how quick and easy it is to get addicted to shit. I have a very addictive personality. What what was like the turning point for you?
2: I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know how I did it or it's weird because I grew up in the freaking, I grew up in the rooms with my mom too. My mom was in NA my whole life growing up. She had 14 years clean and sober. And then when I started dabbling in high school, she relapsed again. We started using together. Like I started shooting meth with my mom. I mean that was a mess. She's got six years clean now, but uh, you know it just sucks, dude. It is it is genetic too. You know it's totally in the blood because now yeah. one of my close family members, it's like we all got our shit together, everything's going good, but now like one of our one of my really clo- close relatives is uh is all fucked up on the same shit, dude. And it's those goddamn perk thirties. I don't know if you've heard of those, but they're cut mm-hmm. with fentanyl and they're like the new thing out on the streets and it just sucks man i'm like reliving my entire past through. Them, you know what i mean all the little white lies mm-hmm. thinking you're slick with i don't know it's like why are you in the bathroom for 40 minutes right yeah like you're and not that, you're not taking a shit yeah like, and
1: that's and that's the thing man it's like as much as you hate to say it it's like you, you sometimes people have to go through it you know and they have yeah. to learn for themselves but um yeah what what was like the turning point for you where you're like enough is enough and I got to pull my life together?
2: I mean, I was in and out of jail a lot for sure. I just got so tired of that revolving door, man. Like I just got tired of getting kicked down by life, you know? And that's the thing. It's like my wife, my now wife was always in my corner and I had a good support system, but I just chose to kept going to the streets, you know? So it made it even harder for it's like I was living on the streets by choice, but mm-hmm. in turning down this nice home to go to, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I just finally snapped out of it. I, it's, I, I really don't even know what the turning point was, man. I just was so tired of the bullshit, yeah. honestly.
1: You got out of it and that's, that's all that matters, but it's a slippery slope, dude. And it just, a lot of people don't make it out. Like I know for me, a whole shit show of drama and I was just fucked up beyond belief and went home and she was like are you do you want to be a part of your son's life and I was like yeah and she was like then you got to change and it just that was it for me man I was like done haven't had a I had one drink at her baby shower I took one sip because her, her dad like wanted to have a drink with me I literally took one sip and I was like I'm done can't have it that was about a month later and haven't had a drink since so
2: that's awesome man good for you
1: but uh yeah and again i just i like to let people know and i know you're probably the same way it's like if you're struggling with something talk about it because people have been through it they'll help you you know i don't want to turn this into like a soapbox or anything like that where it's dramatic but
2: that's the thing it's like you know i know my answer is so cut and dry but I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, cause I'm dealing with a family member right now every day. Like, I mean, I've already talked to him several times today and, you know, like once you're in the, the heat of it with somebody, it's one thing coaching them through it and talking to them about it every day. But like, you know, the long-term answer is just like, it's, a, if you want it, you want it, dude. You know, cause you know how it is. Like, especially when you're, if you're not ready, you're going to keep fucking making up white lies and beating around the bush and mm-hmm. manipulating the hell out of people. I mean, uh, it's crazy like how much you can you, you'll convince yourself of your own lives you know what i mean Yep. it's crazy yep. you're always playing the victim role like like for 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 instance let's just say it's my cousin my cousin's at my house you know and he's freaking taking a shit in the bathroom and it's taking a half hour and i'm like what are you doing in there i know you're i know you're not taking a shit you know and he's like oh and then he like tries to play it off and he's like oh it starts making noises like he's going to the bathroom you know and like it's like dude you're just trying to make noises to cover up what you're really doing there he's like oh do you you have any extra toilet paper but it's like you don't even need toilet paper there's toilet paper in there you know what i mean just like the random little things that yeah
1: and uh i saw a meme the other day it's like and it kind of ties into like what's going on in the world right now but like once you're when you're awake to like the bullshit and the propaganda and everything, it's like being in a sober in a room full of drunk people. When you're drunk, everyone seems normal. You know, when you're in that state, you're like, yeah, I pulled off that lie. Like, yeah. Oh, everyone bought it. But to people that are not they're like, dude, what are you doing? Right. So yeah, man, I think it's awesome. You said you're sober now for what? Three years,
2: four years, Uh, uh, years 17 was the last day good for you, man.
1: Good for you. And, uh, I think I saw on Instagram, you got another kid on the way too.
2: Yeah, man. Another boy. (laughs)
1: That's awesome, dude. My son is turning five soon. So it's crazy, but, um, yeah, man, I want to get, do you have any more paranormal experiences? I want to jump into those.
2: Um, I do have another one actually. Uh, so my grandpa was in the, the CIA okay my grandpa he's passed away he's been passed away for a few years now but uh he was in the cia when when he was alive and uh he worked on the s so like he he did security for for area 51 when they were working on the sr 71 blackbird i don't know if okay. you know about that.
1: yeah a little bit but not too much let's let's hear about it
2: yeah. So my grandpa, James Nosey, man, he, uh, he works security for, uh, for the CIA on area 51 when they're doing the SR 71 Blackbird. Mm-hmm. And he just, uh, I don't know, man, I don't even know what he's seen out there, but it, it was just a lot of crazy shit that went on. So after he passed away and my, me and my brother always thought it was really cool. How he's the CIA and everything. So after he passed away, his house and his house is still there. It's crazy. I'll get into that in a minute, but. So he passed, and my little brother went over to his house with, with his mom, my stepmom, and uh, went in to go into some boxes and get some, like, memorabilia, like, from when he was at Area 51 and shit, you know what I mean, some of the old pictures he had there. So they went into his house, and the power was all off and everything, and they're, like, going into the boxes looking for some of the photo albums, and they get a couple photo albums, and my little brother's girlfriend got all spooked. She was like, I just saw something down the hallway, and... So, like, she went, waited out in the car, and they finished getting what they were getting out of the boxes. And they got it, and then they left. So, they got a couple photo albums. And when they got back to the house, dude, over the next couple weeks, like, just, like, really random, like, I don't know, just, like, really random stuff started happening. So, like, my little brother's sister, Tiffany, she was, like, three years old at the time. And she always called my grandpa before he passed. She called him Big Bird. I don't know why she just because my grandpa was a super big dude. She called him Big Bird. So like after mm-hmm. they went to his house and got those photo albums, weird stuff started happening. Like Tif- Tiffany's up in her bedroom, like playing with her blocks and stuff. And all this, she's just like Big Bird's trying to play with me. Like she's like going down to her mom and saying like Big Bird's trying to play with me. And it's like, what the heck? Like, why is she saying that? You know what I mean? Like my grandpa wasn't even there anymore. Yeah. But just weird stuff like that was happening and then my little brother. He had the bonus room at that house. So he had like a lock on his bedroom and in his bedroom, he had like posters and tapestries hung up and everything. And one day he came home from school and he opened his door and he had like a big tapestry, like hung up, up by his posters and stuff. And it was like, it fell down and was like hanging up straight vertically. Like it went from hanging sideways to just like up and down. You know what I mean? He was like, what the hell? That's super weird. So like he called my dad and he was just talking to my dad about it. And he was like, dude, ever since I went to grandpa's house to get that stuff, like weird stuff's been happening at the house. Tiffany said, she's keeps seeing Papa at the house. You know, she keeps saying she's seeing big bird in her room, trying to play with her and stuff. And he's like, and then my poster, like just hung up, like straight up and down by itself. And he was telling him all this stuff. And he was like, well, you know, your grandpa was involved with a lot of weird stuff for the CIA. And like, as soon as my dad said that dude, the phone cut out and like went staticky and like their phone call got cut off. Like completely. And so my dad and my brother was trying to get back and forth to each other again, you know, trying to get a hold of each other on each line and they couldn't get through to each other. And when my dad finally got through back to my brother, or I'm sorry, when my brother finally got through back to my dad on the caller ID, they've had the same phone number with the same caller ID forever. It said Alice and Sheldon on it. You know what I mean? But the same phone number came through when it finally when they finally got the call through again and it said secret services is of intelligence
1: that's weird dude
2: <laughs> so, like but it was phone number you know mm-hmm. it was the exact phone number and everything but the caller id listing said secret services of intelligence like what the hell is that
1: that's crazy dude they were definitely messing with that for sure yeah uh, dude, and that just shows you that like everything is being monitored you know what are kind of like your your spiritual beliefs and things now moving forward now that you're sober and
2: Shit, man. I don't know. I definitely believe in a higher power. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I don't go to church or anything or really, Mm -hmm. I just wake up and keep showing up, dude. You keep going to work every day. I don't really know. I don't, I don't have a good answer for it like that. Honestly, I just keep, I just wake up and show up every day.
1: When did you start writing?
2: Um, I've been writing for, I don't know, since I was in high school. I've always been into writing poetry and spoken word and stuff. And then after I got clean, it was really a big part of me getting clean for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that was my, that's what I was saying. Like the spoken word and the poetry is really my bread and butter. Like that's like the core of my sobriety. I feel like, I mean, writing in detail about all those past times and the darkness of it, you know, like reliving through it for some reason makes me not ever want to go back to it yeah and not everybody's like that you know some people will get triggered by it or they'll hear that and it'll make them want to go back but for me it keeps me away from it keeping it fresh in my mind with all the details you know
1: yeah man that's cool yeah because like i could see how some people would be like why are you doing that you know you're clean now why are you rapping about some of the stuff you rap about and right yeah but i'm kind of on the same boat with you dude like just like a constant reminder because if you let that shit sit in like fester you might you might want to do it you know what i mean you might yeah so if you get it out there you just you're able to do that but
2: i'm about to start the poetry collection back up again i can i can i can leave you with one fresh poem that i'm going to start back up with if you want
1: sure man let's do that let's do that for sure
2: Okay, it's called Let's Talk Anxiety. Let's talk anxiety, the shit that's inside of me. The further that I get from the dirt that I dig, I feel panic confide with the nervous that hides, so I abide. And for the ride and the further I get from the past, of my life, so I keep it in drive. Anxiety thrive off the thoughts in my mind and the burn in my gut take them both and combine. Let's talk anxiety in this broken society, the left and the right is a mess, pick a side. The media got a confliction that's fighting me. But that's my anxiety shit. Why am I paranoid? I'm on the men, but subconsciously conscious is guilty from all the corruption I piled with lies and the sin. They try to break me, I only will bend. I'm the last of a breed with the thickest of skin. But still I fill up this build in my stomach. I'm shaking, it takes me to edges. One part of me feeling the fire to snap and the other half talk me off ledges. The shrubbery level me out when in doubt no I stay with the crop of the hedges. Let's talk anxiety. I feel notoriety. I battle with ego one minute I'm confident. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Then I think the fact that I'm vulnerable out in the open not really that confident actually opposite. Who the fuck's Nosy? Who stars in this show? I really don't know, but maybe I'm stopping it at a loss of control as I sink in a hole. Out of my options, exhausted, my pattern is toxic, it shows. One minute I'm warm and I'm starting the convo, the next sec I'm quiet, my aura is cold. Blame it on substance and all of the use, the burn in the gut and the knot in my noose. Anxiety hang me to dry, but I'm giving a try one more time then I'm calling a truce. Woo, I feel depleted. My motivation and drive been deleted throat starts to close and I panic when breathing convinced that I got a disease, but don't listen to me. I'm in a battle for sanity granted my pity. I'm used to defeat alone on this planet with thoughts that I manage that stem from the stress till I rest and decease. Peace.
1: That was awesome, dude. That was fucking awesome. And man, some of the lines in there that just, it it triggered a memory of a poem I wrote. And uh, yeah, dude, let's Uh, hear it all right dude uh it's called the timeless struggle of a dying breed
2: Hell yeah Uh,
1: all right it goes in a generation where art is computerized poems are not read instead synthesized to an 808 beat blaring curse peppered verses we converse in conversation based around tv are we blind to see we've lost touch with humanity because in reality we're afraid to meet face to face as we step closer to the downfall of our race Let's throw back to our grandparents who had something to live for. No internet influence. They retired to open the door to the obnoxious youth that tighten their own noose with every technological advancement. These unnecessary enhancements or handshakes are done electronically. We swipe plastic instead of going green, a paper currency. We don't know what it's worth, but we do know how to prevent the birth from a one night stand. Let me ask what happened to falling in love before fucking seriously. Where is the class? I'd rather make love in the grass than contract an STD from the bar scene of a nightclub restroom. What happened to the candlelit bedroom with rose petals scattered on the sheets? That's right. Romance is now a term for the week. Instead, we seek the girls who go down with one drink, and it's disgusting if you really think about it. Look, I don't want a whore. I want a girl to adore to bring home to mom and dad, and it's sad. They deserve respect. But how can they ask for something they don't give themselves? That's where I ask myself, where does the poet fit in? In a world of smartphones and social networking, committing a new sin of not conforming, no sense adoring of things that don't need admiration. Look, I used to think I was perfecting the unnecessary, trying to revive the dead art of poetry until it finally hit me. Originality is not an imperfection, but still you'll offer me your helping hand to join your band, clan, or whatever fan club is important this week. But unlike you, I have the ability to speak, and I will speak loud and clear, let the world know what it needs to hear while respecting everyone's atmosphere, because here is the secret. Not long ago, I learned the difference between a want and a need. I gave up the desires of selfish greed and learned to just breathe and take life as it is to let love in so I can finally live.
2: Damn, dude, that was good, bro. That was deep. Did you write that?
1: I wrote that back in 2011.
2: That's crazy because it's so, like, relevant still.
1: Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I'm surprised <Yeah>. I fucking <laughs> remembered it. I think I butchered a few lines in there, but...
2: Bro, you <sighs> smashed. That Was That was flawless, dude. Yeah, but yeah, like, all this that you're talking about, like... <laughs> I like you're talking about like debit credit card stuff. And oh man, you just said a lot of good things that were just really relative to the current time for sure. Thanks, man. But I uh, liked you said about the one night stand. I can't remember how you worded it, but you said something. Oh, uh, it was tight.
1: Well, one night stand. Let me ask what happened. Oh, I'll send it to you afterwards.
2: <laughs> something about avoiding abortion with the one night stand. Oh, yeah, stand. yeah. yeah
1: but we do know how to prevent the birth from a one night stand. Let me ask yeah. what happened to falling in love before fucking.
2: <laughs> that was dope, bro. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to You got another one? I want you to close out with one. Uh
2: yeah. Uh did you ever hear One Nation Under Pharma?
1: I did. And actually that was one of the ones I wrote down. That one was yeah. pretty dope.
2: Ooh, what yeah. about Chemical Imbalance?
1: I haven't heard that one yet.
2: Let's okay, I'll big Okay, this one's called chemical imbalance. The silver lining in my lineage is chemical imbalance generations through my family cross intoxicants with malice. What a frustrating sight to watch and cower from a challenge just a bunch of shoulda who don't tap into their talents, but I get it. I understand and see how life can alter all your plans. I also see you choose to let it see the powers in your hands. But my hereditary history will show you at a glance, RMO is fuel the hate before we give the love a chance. How about fuck that tough guy image, be transparent as a man. Why are you harder on the outside than what's underneath your glands? You live inside a shell that makes you meaner from a glance but I can see through you like glass because that's a talent that I have. This land is mine, I watch it grow, then mow and crop the grass. I started with no yard, and now I'm sprouting all these plants, dropping bombs each time I detonate these self-destructive hands. This chemical imbalance, I need some chemicals to balance. This remedy from writing keeps my chemicals in balance. It's who I am I found inside. It's personally defining. Some days I'm on, some days I'm off. Move forward, no rewinding. But when I'm on a good one, there is nothing more exciting. That's why I say my imperfection is my silver lining.
1: That's that yeah, one, dude. that's awesome, dude. Um, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, dude, and it, it is. It all goes back to like hereditary. Uh, I believe it. You know, it's because I, I come from a line of alcoholics as well. My uncle had other substance abuse problems, and we just got to fight through it, man, and just oh yeah, stay on that path. But um, yeah, dude, tell them one more time where they can find you, and. uh we'll wrap it up here, but thank you so much for coming on, man. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, dude. Thank you for having me, man. Um, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at underscore no C K N O W S E E. Or if you're on YouTube, I'm on there as just no C K N O W S E E as well. Um, yeah, I drop a new video every single Friday. Like I said, I'm about to get to week 52 on these one minute wraps, but after that we're, we're revamping. I used to call that segment Poetry Unplugged when I was posting these so I'm going to start the Poetry Unplugged series back up for sure
1: that's awesome dude alright thank you so much for coming on and we'll be in
2: touch soon man right on Nico thank you so much for having me man
0: and that's the show folks I really hope you guys enjoyed it uh, if you enjoyed it hop onto to Apple Podcasts and leave me a 5 star review that is the best way to help this show grow uh, it's a great way to support, you know, your your favorite small podcast is to leave that five star review. It takes about a minute of your time. Click the five stars, write a nice little message. Just, you know, love the show. Or if you want to take more time and say specifically what you like about the show, that's, that's even better because it, it's good feedback for me and every other smaller podcast out there and, and even the big podcast, too. I know they look at this stuff as well, but yeah that's how you can support your podcast and share it share it with everyone you know if you like something share it (laughs) you know post it on your instagram post it on twitter your telegram i'm still trying to figure out what telegram is i know it's important but yeah uh yeah i just want to say thank you to everyone who listens and you know if you are following me on instagram i'm almost at a thousand followers you know that's a goal of mine is to hit a thousand followers before the end of the year so, if you enjoy this episode, you enjoy the show in general. Share my profile with people. Share the episodes around. Let's get to a thousand followers before January first. That would be amazing. You know what? Let's let's manifest it. Let's let's get to a thousand followers before the end of the year. So, uh, thank you for listening, guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode.